Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are uh, sort of finishing up here, DockerCon 2015, out here in San Francisco. Uh, thank you very much to the DockerCon folks for continuing to have us here. Um, Everyone's getting tired. The, ca- the coffee's bit, running out. A little out. bit tired. All the vendors are doing their giveaway <laughs> thing. So if you hear some background noise, somebody want an iPad or a drone or something. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, we've had this thing uh, down the hallway from us. We've had this very cool uh, blinky light, uh, big box that says Triton on it. And uh, we're going to have uh, a couple of guests, uh, Jeff Dickey, who's Chief Information Officer at Redapt. How you doing, Jeff? How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. And, and also host of the OpenStack podcast. That's right. OS Pod. Yep. Podcasters so. on podcasting. And, uh, and John Griffith, who is a uh, colleague of Aaron's at SolidFire, uh, very well known in the OpenStack community, because you are still the project lead for Cinder? No, no. I gave that up about a, almost uh, almost a year ago. It'll yeah. be a year this November. So uh, now I'm just a, just another contributor. So, you're, a, so. You're, a, you're, you're here at DockerCon, though. I am, yes. Very cool. So new stuff, and uh, uh, containers were big at, at OpenStack Summit. They're obviously everything here at DockerCon. So, um, so guys, first and foremost, like, uh, give us some of your background, So, especially around Redap. So uh, Aaron knows you guys from his day job. Um, I learned a little bit about more about you just over the last few weeks because CoreOS had a big announcement where you guys were partnering with them. There was announcements out of OpenStack Summit. Uh, the blinky light box at the end of the thing has been drawn, all kinds of stuff. Like, who are you guys? What kind of cool stuff do you do for anybody who doesn't know who you are? Yeah, so so uh, we're 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 a systems integrator out of Redmond, Washington, but we have a, a global footprint or global reach. And uh, the background of the company is kind of interesting because it's almost twenty years old, but it's it's still very much a startup. And we started out as a uh, Sun Micro gray market reseller, so selling uh, Sun back in the dot com days, and and it's been really just kind of a transformational journey into where we are now. Um, I started with the company almost six years ago, and about five, just over five years ago, uh, myself and a, and a colleague started the the uh, cloud practice at, at Redapt, and that was kind of a it's been a, it was a big forward move for what a, a VAR was or is, uh, and that was quite interesting. And we got we got our our toes wet with Cloud.com before that acquisition, and you know we've it's. I'll see before I don't want to rant, but you know it's, it's like you know there, there was a solution no. for cloud that worked very well. We 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 said this before we record this this podcast may very well well end up being a therapy session for everyone. Well, uh, I, Jeff and I included on the cloud.com I, stuff. I, I think that I think the question I should ask you is like, so you you, you started the cloud business. You guys weren't sort of one of those resellers who said like, "Oh, cloud is really packaged virtualization and some of the bullshit that's been fl- like." Like, who are some of your customers yeah. so people have a sense of what cloud means to you guys? Yeah, and it, it was it was very much different. So, so my background before before I'll, I'll just say before I came to Redapt, I had a consulting practice around VMware and doing uh, you know it kind of it was very early days of VMware, so it's kind of paving the uh, what is virtualization and, and and yes, it is real and you can use it in production uh, to to you know moving into to Redapt and. And we had a different take on virtualization and, and cloud. You know, cloud wasn't a kind of a, uh, the evolution of virtualization. It was really, it was really more of a business case, and it was trying to figure out how to transform IT itself so that you could use cloud and use and leverage that and do chargeback and you know different things like that. So, 
um, we we went down the the approach with with a couple large uh, companies. We we're kind of well known for our work with Zynga at the time. With I think they had a an incredible uh, cloud.com footprint. Um, it was about 50,000 servers. I know what's weird in the OpenStack community, everyone talks about cores. It's like, who cares um, <laughs> how many cores you have? Because it's, it's a big number, right. but it's a very small amount of bare metal servers. So, you know, 50,000 servers, I think they had 30,000 in a single zone, um, if I recall. And, you know, that's, that's quite a, a cloud. That's, a, you know, that's getting up there. It's obviously not the big three, but yeah, and that, that, was, and that was in the world. That was years ago. Years that ago. is in like you know last year. I mean, that was years ago. Years ago, and it worked very well, and, and a lot of cool things came out of that. And we were fortunate enough to get uh, uh, as our CTO Mark Williams, who's uh, who who ran operations for Zynga, and you know, so we've we've been really maturing our, our cloud practice and kind of have we're always looking forward and that's kind of yeah. kind of my job too is to look at what's next and figure out how do we integrate it and bring that to our customers so we're we're really lucky that we work with a lot of big name web and tech companies that are pushing the envelope of, of technology and then what we do is we try to package that and bring it to the enterprise yeah. so it's like instead of waiting five years for you to actually adopt this technology can we accelerate that and you know it's it, infrastructure and hardware I don't know why everyone wants to DIY everything and figure. It's like we have a wheel and people are trying to make it again. <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's hardware. Yeah. You know, I like to think we're kind of, uh, we, we put together solutions at work. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you go any other way? <laughs> right. Well, and, and I, I think also um, you come at it from a very unique way compared to a lot of other folks I've seen in the space of, you tend to do it from you start with what is the business value proposition and work your way back into the technology as opposed to being married to a technology of you're a cloud stack shop you're an open stack shop you're a docker shop you're yep. a netapp reseller you're a de- you know you you tend to very much start at the business side of it and gather the requirements and i you need to build out some kind of cloud yep, yep. and then you you back into the technology from there which is which is i th- for resellers i think a decently unique approach it, it is and i think that change happened when you know again starting when we started the cloud practice it was it was seeing folks try to build a cloud and they were taking six to 18 months in the POC process in the, in the let's try HP, let's try Dell. Now let's try, you know, uh, eucalyptus and let's try cloud.com. And there's all, all this stuff that's happening where it's, it's just, uh, you know, we, we want to be agnostic and do the best solution for that use case. And what is that use case? And I, and I think we're still having a problem, you know, just, just in IT in general where, where we want, to build things and fix things, but we're creating complexities for ourselves. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, and, and that's kind of a, Speaking of OpenStack, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's go there real quick. Um, so kind of open question to both John and Jeff. Um, we've all been at the OpenStack summit. Now we're all here at DockerCon and we've all had these side conversations around, comparisons of the ecosystems at, you know, the size of the conferences and however many years into the projects and things like that. What are some of the compare and contrast aspects that the two of you have seen being around OpenStack longer, you know, in early times with, with Docker? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the big thing for me, and, and I've talked about this with a number of people today, 
the biggest difference is the difference in the attitude in terms of what they're trying to deliver in the Docker community versus the OpenStack community. Um, the OpenStack community is, you know, continue to be, it's a platform, it's hard. The theme at every summit, the major talks, everything is about how hard OpenStack is. Uh, here, it's the complete opposite. It's, this is how easy it is. Um, this is how we're going to give you a one-button deployment for the whole stack. Um, you know, Project Orca they talked about today is awesome. I mean, I, th- I think that's the, the best idea. And, you know, as they put it, it's an opinionated install of the bits that works. And that's what OpenStack is lacking. And, and unfortunately, I don't think there's any traction in the community um, to make that happen. But that's good because then that's where folks like ReadApp and everybody else comes in. So there's a tough balance there, right? Because a lot of the contributors in the OpenStack ecosystem right now are trying to figure out some way to solve that complexity for people, and that's how they're making a business. So it's kind of a tricky balance. I, I don't know. The other thing is, is it's always easy for the next project to come along and learn from what the previous project did, right? Um, so. That's a good thing, uh, but it's also not really fair to compare the two because the timelines are completely different and, you know, so. Yeah. I think that, I mean, just from the physical aspect of the shows, uh, you know, coming from right from Vancouver to here, uh, just stay, I, I, I've been in the booth for a little bit here. I was in the booth a little bit in Vancouver, and the folks are, uh, I mean, here you, you see real logos on, yeah. on the name tags. Yeah. and. And at, in Vancouver, it was very much um, uh, vendors, and and it's, it's it was very vendor heavy. Well, and it's a lot easier to get to San Francisco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can have a lot more customers when there's a lot more customers. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say the the negative thing is I you know I'm, I I used to be technical. I'm semi technical now. But I wasn't interested in any of the tracks really. I mean, they were they were kind of like oh installing Docker. It's like okay, what. Really, like or Docker for sysadmins? It was very dumbed down, and um, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So I've I've been to you know wall to wall sessions. Um, The general sessions in the mornings, um, in my opinion, have been fantastic. Um, The tracks that have been broken out for the most part, eh, they were pretty pretty intro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which very well may speak to sort of where. The community is. I mean, they, you know, every one of these events have a certain amount of unicorns they want to throw up there, and somebody's doing. But yeah. I mean, I, you know, him and I sat in the networking one yesterday. It was completely full, but it was sort of intro to networking. I sat in intro to Docker, and I mean, literally, you'd think, okay, a couple of years in, everybody in the room was raising their hand, going, "I really haven't played with this very much." So, hmm. you know, I think there's there's a decent learning curve, which kind of plays to what you guys do, which is you bring a bunch of knowledge. I mean, you can put things together so people can buy them, but you've got to have a whole bunch of knowledge behind what you're building. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the kind of, what, what we've been doing lately, and especially with, uh, I work very closely with our, our uh, the Josh Lindenbaum, who runs our business development, um, we, we've been creating kind of turnkey uh, accelerators and kind of like the rack you see down down there, the, the Triton rack from Joyent. It, we, it, it is our goal to get developers building modern apps. That's, that's what we're trying to do. Right. And so if we can land these in the data center, it, they're workload ready, they're, they're application ready, they're, it's, it's, they're ready to go. Yep. And so you don't have to figure out, and, and, and if you want to figure it out, take your time figuring it out, but give your de- developer something right. To, <laughs> that <laughs> they can use instead of, you know, it's the opportunity cost that we're, that it's just been frustrating me for several years of yeah. not, we're not, 
we've been doing cloud. I mean, cloud's been around for a long time, and yet it's like not even around yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, to, to give folks a picture because telling telling people to look down the hall doesn't work on a podcast very much. I, you know, so essentially we're we're looking down the hall. Um, it's a you know a half a rack of gear. Um, just to put it in context, and I don't mean to sort of bias it. You know, it's in essence it's a it's a V block. It's a packaged piece of hardware, yeah. but with you know sort of cloud native software running on top of it, um, which. I think there's probably a, a fairly large market for, for that because there'll be people who, you know, developers who will go grab some public cloud resources, but there's others who they're either not allowed to, they don't feel comfortable with it for various reasons. And I don't know of anybody else in the market who packages it together. Like you said, it's just sort of developer ready. And yeah. yep. um, that's, that's very cool. How do, you, how do you go about the thought process? Aaron talked about starting with the business side. How do you go about the thought process of saying, like, what do I put on this stack? Because something ends up having to show up. Um, it, as far as, as, like, kind of who we're picking out on these yeah, for? Yeah, I mean, the, you, you guys, you did one with, with CoreOS all around their tectonic the stuff, one, right? Yep. There's one down the hall with yep. Joyant. Um, we have I a Mirantis one. Right. So, I mean, is it, do, do you sort of just think about that from a stack perspective? Or are there certain kinds of use cases that you have in mind uh, based on who you partner with? It's really around, I mean, there's, there's it's, these have all been kind of organic, yeah. And the way they've happened, and and uh, from from the folks we work with, our customers, our partners, um, it, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint kind of how it comes to be. Yep. But it's it's about you know following the kind of the inertia and where that where that lands, and it's 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 come to these solutions, right? How do you? We, we talked a little bit yesterday. We, we were going to do the show last night. We got cut off and so forth. Um, you know, you guys have a bunch of the, the one thing that I would argue in the market today is I can I can get a lot of packaged stuff, right? But I don't get a lot of packaged expertise, right? And that's the, you know nobody packages their learning curve. You guys sort of have a bunch of real learning curve. How do you keep your people up to speed? Because this stuff's I mean, like from a from a VAR SI perspective, how do you keep them trained? Because this stuff's going so fast. What's the process you guys use to to keep them up to speed? <laughs> Well, uh, I, I have massive ADD, and I'm always looking for the shiny thing. And so I'm always throwing new technologies into that, that cloud group to look at. We have an office of the CTO where, where they have to tell me no to many things I'm kind of bringing to the table. And, you know, it's too early, too new, too this. But um, the fact that the CTO is telling you that is <laughs> funny, though, just so you know. <laughs> and our, our CTO is awesome. He's, your, rocks he, are, your rocks are too shiny. He's, yeah, settle those down a little bit. He's, he's very operational-minded. He's, uh, so uh, it's like, well, how, how simple is this, and will it scale? Will it scale to you know, yeah. multi-thousand? So um, you know, l- luckily, our cloud team, they kind of have that same attitude where it's, it's what is new, what can I learn from this, and, and what is it solving? They're, they're also really good at we do these workshops, and you know, go back to an earlier point, we, we do try to start at what are you trying to do? We're not just saying, oh, you should use OpenStack. <laughs> it's it's what, well, what, what is the end goal for what you're trying to spend money on hardware services and software? And what do you want to accomplish? And then we, we, we have our cloud team involved in these workshops so they get to see really the business case all the way down to the technology. And, it's, you know, they dig it. It's it's very interesting to see that the the full life cycle of stuff and and to see that choice and you know the luckily we have great relationships with our partners and training is not a an issue we do a lot of shadowing yeah. on stuff and um, and it's kind of you know train the new guy yeah no or no, girl makes sense what's um so John's John's here 
from Solid Fire. He runs. You it's know. my third podcast with John. Yeah, I know. We're getting to yeah. be uh, good, good friends here. <laughs> um, you know, he he drives a lot of the API side development. You know, one of the great things about what Solid Fire does is awesome from an API perspective. How much you know? You talk about partners and what goes in there. Like, how's the conversation changed from I want certain kinds of ports and configurations to this is what I want your APIs to look like compatibility. I mean. How's the vendor conversation change from what you guys do? It it, it hasn't really. Okay. Yeah, we we, we don't do that. Or we have, we have, we don't have those conversations at on the necessarily the appliance level. But our our cloud engineers are having those conversations, and right. and you know, so I, I try to stay out of that. That's yeah. that's over so, my head. So that's where I yeah. come in, and yeah. I've met with with a number of engineers from Readapt. I've flown out there a couple of times and right. met with them to have those discussions. Um, and for them. It's, it's a big deal, right? So yeah. that is an important piece. But from just perspective and from the end user's perspective, yeah, by the time they get it, they shouldn't know anymore, right? Yeah, right. So that's, that's where you're really turning, you know, the racks into yeah. operations. Exactly. Right? That's, that's where. And now you brought up the interesting point earlier, too, of it's great to think about scale day one. Because I, I often think a lot of the solutions, especially that I see come out of the reseller communities or when you have you know, reference architectures and things like that, a lot of times it's like you're, you're a reference architecture designed to, I wouldn't say lowest common denominator, but certainly maybe one or two steps up tops mm-hmm. uh, around maybe an average minimal sale, if you will, into an environment. And no one really thinks of, well, what if I need 10 more? <laughs> what if I need 20 more? What if I need 1,000 more, uh, depending on, on how big it's going to scale, right? And is that something that um, you have to worry about from, like, a testing perspective ahead of time? Because it seems like, you know, being a reseller, that's something that may be, may be hard for you, right? It is. It, it is. It, I mean, it really comes down to... It, it becomes theory versus reality, right? It, it does. And, and it seems like it's, it's, it's the networking yeah. that, that always it's is always the issue. The it's always the networking. It's really the networking guys. It's not the networking. You know, it's really just uh, the networking people teams. Themselves. It's people. Uh, I won't argue with uh, so, um, but, but no, so luckily we, we have done a lot in the hyperscale and, and large, large pods. And um, we've, we've been able to reuse blueprints for that but it, it's just more of a technical piece where you know h- how much latency can you have across this many racks and you know we're not we're not able to interconnect the was it the kind of the photon stuff with the switches yet and so um it's, it's just about latency and, and apps and the interesting thing too it, with the hyperscale folks they're single app folks they're not it's, this isn't multi-tenant you know there's not five thousand apps across this massive farm you know, they're very. This is this is my memcache farm. This is my web farm. This you know, it's 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 very different. So scaling becomes more of of you know what each piece needs to scale. It's not this huge. We're not putting you know a hundred thousand servers into a zone. Yeah. Right. So you know, we were talking at the beginning about you know the difference between some of these events and so forth. One one of the other things that strikes me a lot is um, yes, some of them are vendor centric. Some of, some of the more Open source one or you know user driven in some cases, but but they've become very much hiring events, and and not just the vendor saying I'm hiring, but it's uh, the resellers are hiring, the, the end users are hiring, and so forth. Like, what is what is your what's the profile of you? Because because I know a whole bunch of buddies who if you told them like you're going to get to work on a whole bunch of the newest coolest stuff, and there's a market for it. It's not just you playing with it. They'd be like, 
I want to do that. Like, <laughs> what, what are you guys looking for? What kind of skills are you looking for? What's the new SI VAR looking for in mm-hmm. terms of skills? Uh, we're, we're typically looking for people that are they have kind of a proven track record for learning new technologies. Yeah. So it's, you know, we want to see lots of different things on the resume uh, over and over. And we want more hardcore Linux folks. And even even some of the uh, old school Solaris folks are great too because they they kind of get what we're doing and they, they you know they understand the containment and everything and uh, so we're we're kind of looking for those guys too, um, but it's it's really tough right it's now. It's a hard skill set. It's, I mean, it's it's the skills that we've been telling everybody they got to keep looking for, but it's a hard one to find. It's very hard and it's hard to find, uh, especially an OpenStack engineer. Yeah. Um, or to get them to stay for more than six months uh, anywhere, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So we're 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 looking, and, and and we've had we've had some success too. You know, hiring more junior people, but really, you know, hey, go. What what do you want to learn? Yeah, go be what, technically yeah, curious and yeah, yeah. Uh, get in the lab and figure it out. We got we have lots of toys. We have yeah. we have solid fire. We've got every every OEM gear. We have you know whatever you want. Yeah. We have that. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, it's it's almost like too. We were actually John and I were talking at lunch about this. The if we thought the OpenStack, the velocity around how fast the industry was moving was was pretty quick. The Docker one yeah. is insane. Yep. And and we've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, it seems like the technology isn't slowing down, but but it's not even moving the same pace. It's accelerating almost exponentially at this point. Yep. And so, to your point, yeah, it, it's not even do you have experience. It's just can you learn on the fly mm-hmm. is really one of the key key aspects. Yeah, because it, it may not be Docker tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I venture to guess that by next year we'll be thinking about and talking about something new. And I think that acceleration is going to continue to be an exponential curve. And instead of two years before everybody's trying to deploy it and implement it, it'll be one year. And then, it, you know, and it'll just continue. Those cycles will get shorter and shorter. That, that's my guess. Yeah. Um, Agree. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's plenty of, of stuff that's certainly hot right now. Mesosphere is, yeah. is incredible. I mean, well, Do- Docker's just not the end all, be all. You know, it's, it's, it, is great for what it does, but not everything fits into that. I mean, I've had, had folks tell me that, you know, virtualization is dead and dying and it's just, you know, I, I try to explain to them, hey, I've got customers that have 40,000 apps in their, in their organization. You're telling me that they're just one day going to wake up and rewrite 40,000 apps for, for Docker. It's just not going to happen. I mean, virtualization is going to be there for a while. You've got all kinds of different, you know, map reduce, pro, uh, uh, pro, um, map reduce, uh, um, Big data, yeah, the, the big data stuff, and yeah. you know, you've got Spark, and you've got you, you have mixed mixed workloads in the environment. So, you know, I'm definitely excited about Do- Docker's exciting, Mesosphere's exciting, uh, Kubernetes, Tectonic, CoreOS. Um, there's another company I'm excited about called Green Cloud. So there's 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 great technology out there. Um, it's just you know just use it. Well, and I think it's you know what you said too is an important uh, an important thing to remember too is. There is a place for each of those technologies. I yep. mean, they are solving a specific problem, and, and in almost all cases, you may have use cases for one versus the other. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, right. So I think what's going to be more interesting is when they all start to blend together and what you can build out of having all of them. Right. Uh, yeah, and yep. like you said, that's, that's you know, 
mesosphere is starting to get hot because they're talking about how do you blend all these things and schedule them the right way and yeah. people trying to wrap their heads around not having pods of this. It's, yep. you know, mixed well, blends of stuff. And it's, it's a blending and it's an overlap all at the same time. So, yeah. we, you know, we've been having lots of talks recently of, of okay, some of these technologies do the same things, but one's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so, like, what does that mean? At the end of the day, right? Is there a reason for that complexity? Is there a need for that complexity, right? And that's part of the velocity, right? Can we solve problems quicker with more minimal infrastructures going forward? Yep. Well, you have the... there's there's a couple things right there's there's operations and you got you have the dev folks and going back to the hiring processes you're you're trying to hire devs because of look at all the stuff you can do and yeah. develop on but operations is like we don't want any of that yeah, how do we-, <laughs> we just want one thing to manage and you're trying to find in ops you're trying to hire who's the best at that one thing versus you know in dev you know you want to write do you know go do you know no do you know you know do you know all this stuff to to, to build out um and that's we're, we're seeing kind of a gap in between ops yeah. and dev and you know it's it's do, yeah how many technologies do you want to use but we're going to have to use more and we're gonna have to sharpen our right yeah if for every time somebody says something's gonna be dead it's gonna be like there will be even if it does die there will be two or three more things you'll have to learn next so this you know Unless you're not willing to learn, don't worry. Your job's not going away. Your curiosity's not going away. And yep. I mean, we talked to the we talked to the former socket plane guys, are now sort of the Docker networking guys, and you know, they, they kind of gave us this answer about like who's going to run the network in a Docker environment, and it's sort of you know, it's all blurred together. And there was a part of an answer that was like. You know, one of, one of the guys said, well, it'll be the devs just carrying pagers. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm going, there's no way you're going to convince no. them, A, to want to carry pagers. I mean, <laughs> that may be part of what they do. But B, to go, I want you to write this app in Node. And oh, by the way, I need you to debug this BGP problem. It's like, I don't know those two things. There's no way you're going to yeah. teach them. So, like, there will be this distinct separation. It's just like you said. Do you know some of it? Do you know all of it? Do you, yep. do you silo it? And stuff yeah, who's like going to want to so. do that? You're going to have to have really cool slides in your <laughs> office to make devs wear a pager. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, kind of back to what you said, though. I, I think the key is, you know, technology is changing. The world's changing. And, and the important thing for software engineers anymore, in my opinion, is more about ability to learn new things, pick them up, experiment with new technologies, and love it and really enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, the people that are... You know, stuck with hey, I program in this language, and that's what I do. Um, that's the stuff that you don't want, right? That's 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 kind of a bad deal. Yeah. yeah. So we'll sort of we're, we're sort of ramping it up. I think the show's starting to shut down a little bit. Any last minute rants you guys want to have? Get off <laughs> your chest, you know. Uh... How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I mean, like I put it this way. Like, let's say you were sitting here. We, the, the one of the people who organizes the event was walking by before you guys came by, and we were talking about DockerCon Europe and like. What, what suggestions would you give to them? Is it, I need more technical sessions? Is it, you know, what, what would you give them going, okay, six months from now, what are people going to care about in this space? More coffee. More coffee. <laughs> Better coffee. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> the coffee was pretty it was, bad. It was bad. Um, <laughs> it, it, probably, I, I feel like this was treated kind of like a carrier treats bandwidth, where there, it was a little oversubscribed. Yeah. Um, hmm. There was a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. In a small space. Right. So yeah, they, they need to be over at Moscone West or somewhere else. Yeah. So. And they're, I mean, to think how many people, I mean, look at the growth that OpenStack had uh, yeah. at their conference. I mean, this this is going to, what, quadruple next year or something, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, my my recommendation was would be just, 
I, I think they did a great job. I, I think it was a great show, um, with the exception of you know the tracks that were going. Um, that worked out okay because they also did these cool things like the I don't know if anybody saw the Ask the Experts room, a uh, bunch of reps from Docker, a bunch of developers and stuff. Um, I went in there uh, a couple of times over the past couple of days and spent a lot of time in there talking to people about different ideas, different things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, I think that was one of the most valuable resources. Uh, the tracks, eh, like I said, yeah. they weren't they weren't all that great, no. but everything else, fantastic. Keynotes yeah. were great. Cool. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I hadn't confirmed it with them, but I'm sure everything will be on YouTube the usual yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, hope so. So I know I, the keynotes are. I think there should be more. Uh, kind of business tracks. I know it sounds kind of weird, but they, you know, AWS is, and this may be the only thing that I think they do well. Um, <laughs> it, it, they, they, they do have kind of the, the partner tracks. Yeah. And uh, I shouldn't say that. I think the cloud, the Amazon AWS is awesome. Um, but working do, with do I need to edit that out? Is what you're uh, no, no, no. It just, it just, they're a big company. They're a big company. It's challenging working with them. So can you start my car? Um, yeah. Uh, no, there's no one from Amazon listens to this, right? No, no, no. Um, but AWS and Amazon does, they do a great job, um, with how to work with Amazon and, and, and what to do and, and, and just kind of the, the business track. Like it'd be great to have some folks figure out and the partners and everything, figure out how to work with Docker and what to yeah. do and what their message is and how to be on the same page and how to, you know, solve these actual problems from the business side, not just, uh, again, not just throwing technology at it. Well, and yeah, yeah I, I think that probably shows up. A maturity level of the state of Docker business, if you will, right now. Like I Do- still Docker Inc. versus Docker the project. Right, exactly. Like I just said on the previous podcast, like I still feel like Docker's in red light, green light stage. Like, does it work or is it broken? Well, you know, so like, so that is what's kind of interesting. So a couple of the sessions today, uh, like Disney, for example, got up and they did a, a live demo. The only live demo that worked all week, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, but they did yeah. a live demo of you know spinning up a thousand containers in their. Uh, environment and they were using Mesos and doing some other things. And it was really cool. And they were showing actual real workloads that they're doing and 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 how things are working. And then the the uh, the folks from the government, the GIS, uh, not GSA, GSA, yeah, uh, those guys. They actually showed some really cool stuff too. So it was kind of interesting because there was a mix of um, you know, hey, here's some stuff that we're actually doing and taking all these pieces and putting them together. Um, and the fact that a demo actually worked, it was like yeah. I said, it was the only one. And then they tried to show a video at the end, and the video didn't work. So, <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, but. the the use case sessions are definitely what I want to go back and do yeah. on replay. Like I, 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 for me, the big thing is I want to learn the use cases and what are people doing right now. I right? think that's the what biggest are the problems challenge. Everyone's I, I, I think that's the biggest challenge, and I think people, uh, I, I think that's one of the things that people struggle with getting their head wrapped around on OpenStack. Is okay, so. I've got this thing, and it's now got 30-some projects in it that I don't know what they do, and they all have funny names. Um, even if I have it, what do I do with it? What's the value for me? What's, what is the real benefit? Um, and I don't think we've done a really good job of, of trying to get that message across and, and helping people to understand what the value propositions are. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time, but that's just my opinion. So Sure. Well, cool, man. I think uh, we, covered a, we covered a lot. Um, the, 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 we didn't uh, completely butcher OpenStack. You know, I think we, we gave it some room to breathe. But no, this was cool. <laughs> I think I, I think your guys' feedback was really good because it's 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 about you've got a need from a technical perspective. You've got a need from a business perspective. You're trying to apply it to 
what you're doing with your partners, what your customers are trying to do. It's um, and it's trying good. to turn it into a business. Yep. Yeah, which I mean, at the end of the day, Docker's trying to be a business. You guys are downstream. You're trying to be a business. You're a vendor. You're trying to be part of the ecosystem. Like that's. I mean, the the, the question we have more than anything else is a lot of these guys make cool technologies. Will they be around? You know, they make any money to be around next year or the next year, or do they just have to get acquired by somebody big? So I, I think the feedback you're giving, we'll, we'll pass it along back to them. But I think you know, you guys pass it along. It's, it's part of the logical process, right? Yep. So I will say that there there has been great people. I mean, the the, oh, the, awesome, the attendance, yeah. uh, I mean, there's folks that I've talked to at the the party last night and here at the show, and yeah. just. Uh, there are some super yeah. smart people here doing really cool. Yeah, and John yeah. and I were talking at lunch. Yeah. Like the ecosystem is really, it's, really cool. It's ecosystem. solid. Yeah, it is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, it reminds me of OpenStack back in Boston. Um, that's the last time an OpenStack summit felt, you know, kind of like this in terms of just how friendly and open people were, and and everybody sharing ideas and stuff like that. It was it was really cool. Awesome. All right, so we'll wrap things up here. Um, Jeff, John, where can everyone kind of find more about y'all, the companies, what you guys got going on? Jeff, you want to go first? Yeah, so um, you can you can find me at Jeff Dickey on Twitter and at OSPod on Twitter. And uh, check out the Redapt website, www.redapt.com. I can't believe I said the... The dub 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 part. <laughs> Can you uh, edit that out? You're please? old. <laughs> yes. They go to. I believe it's an HTTP. Um, Colon. So uh, yeah, that's where you can you can, you can find that, us and. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, I am uh, kind of on a Twitter and blogging vacation, but my Twitter handle is JDG underscore eight, um, and I do have a blog at uh, Griffiths Corner on WordPress, but I haven't written anything in a long time. So. Cool. All right. So you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet, or you can reach us on the web at thecloudcast.net, where you can find links to everything related to the show. And again, thank you to the DockerCon folks for having us. And until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.